We'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mack. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Wow. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Welcome to the Origin Special, the Take with Willie Mason, brought to you by bettingsite.com.au. William, it's a very exciting time of the year. It is. It's amazing, mate. I feel, um, I'm excited for all these young kids, the debutants, the senior players, the coaches, everyone, mate. Well, we're going live, which is exciting. Uh, we're always live, aren't we? We're always live. We're always sort of live. We're live on Facebook. I always we're think not I'm live anyway. Zuckerberg's stuffed us again, so we're not live on Facebook, mm. but we're live on YouTube. So if you're uh, if you're on YouTube, hello everyone. How are you going? Can I just tell you, Will? I should have probably done this before. What about red tube. We're definitely on that. I went to a dermatologist on Friday and they cut heaps of stuff out. My ears that itchy under this. What really? Oh, so itchy. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank so, you. I'm gonna have to scratch it at some point. I'll wait until a break in the uh, play. How's your How's your How have you How's your I've weekend? I've been good. Man? Yeah, I've been really good. I haven't been really doing that much. I've been cruising today. I trained this morning, which was quite not this morning. Probably about one o'clock today. I went down the park. Said, so, "All right, well, got a bit of time by myself. Go down and do some sprint training or something like that." Um, and then uh, it was weird because I was like, "There's a bunch of like I think eight or nine year old like a group of like kids about 15 of them i think they come from south coogee um the bowling club there yeah and they're gone they come down and go oh can we because i was running on the at latham park there and this, a girl goes can we run on the field yeah okay next to me about 15 of them there and they're like really they're not, not willie can we race you and then next minute i'm racing eight or nine year olds at latham park doing doing some training <laughs> and their parent the parents come so obviously like the parents, the parents knew who I was. I'm like, oh, do you mind? Like, oh, it's fine. Then these little, I'm getting Q and i I'm getting grilled by eight-year-old eight girls. Who are you? What's your name? What's your name? Would my dad know you? Are you on the internet? Because they must, must have told, the, the the fathers must have told um, the kids. And then I just got grilled by a bunch of um, young kids. I had to race a bunch of young kids. That didn't. You got to give me. You got to give me a ten second break. I'm like ten seconds. You can run sixty meters. I'm not that quick. How are you so quick? It was quite cute because uh, I would have at the end when um, the girl goes, "I'll see you later. I'll see you when I'm dead," which will mean never. I'll never see you. I said, oh, that's nice. Thank you. It's good. She had to explain to her friend. She goes, "That means that because I'll never see him again, so I'll be dead." Do you know what I'm Tom like, Travoyevich okay, Travoy did a hammy racing a random up the stain? So yeah, well I'm 41. I'm trying to keep fit, and to. I'm just like I'm dusting up nine year olds, and I did not hold back. Are you? Are you? Just, you just bragged about beating a nine year old in a race. I gave him like a 30 meter start over 50, and you won. Well, no, I well, did not put. I didn't. I didn't hold back. That's excellent. I news. had to get something out of. I had to get something out of the session. Well, let me tell uh, you, today is it's a wonderful show for us, but just. On that note, I was down at my son's rep training today and one of the kids in his team said, what, like I said, come on, mate, we've got to go because we had to come here to do the podcast. Mm. And, he, and I, he said, oh, do you do a podcast? I said, yeah, I do. I said, uh, with a bloke called Willie Mason, you might have heard of him. And nah. he looked at me blank nah. face. Nah. These are 11-year-olds. He looked at me and he goes, nah. <laughs> and I said, well, we're having a special guest. And Don't uh, you dare embarrass me like that. special guest is a bloke by the name <laughs> of Greg Inglis. And he went, can I come? He goes, can I be there? Tell that kid no. I said, no, Greg's in England currently. But I said, Willie will be there. He said, no, nah, nothing. Yeah, well, I'm so, off that kid. 
He's a uh, good judge of character. What we do have, <laughs> though, is we have probably – we're very excited about this. We've got not only one of the best blokes in the world, but probably the greatest origin player that's ever played. And before we went in – Easily. I don't throw that word around easy, like lightly when I, when I put that – I put it on my story – Saying we've got Greg, arguably the greatest, I think the greatest origin player of all time, put that little goat there. I don't ever throw that word around lightly because not like these young kids now just, just, you know, throw it to any decent player that's played two good games in a row. You need to really deserve it in my book. And this guy does, man. I haven't seen anyone dominate the game like this kid. I was, the, I was a senior sort of player when he hit the scene and then I've never seen anyone dominate it like that in my life and still to now. And I just don't think anyone will. In that era too, you know, we had a good, we had some good teams there. It was embarrassing. <laughs> it was. I mean, we he he's, there's a couple of times he single handedly beat us. Well, he's a, a winger in a centre and a young kid like 19, 20, just absolutely schooling us, mate. We've um, and we've always, always had a good relationship, Greggy and myself. You know, like with um, there was a young kid coming into into Four Nations, and um, you know, young kid from Melbourne. But I always thought he was from New South Wales, which sucked. <laughs> <laughs> just, you, why aren't you playing for us? He goes, they threw me the jersey first, bro. No worry about it. <laughs> I said, I am worried about it because you're telling us up every single week. He's been overseas now for about six months and we yeah. both miss him a lot. And we're both very, very honoured to have him talking to us, not only about Origin, but also about how he's doing now. Gregory, welcome to the show once again. Okay, boys. Um no worries having me on there. I'd see you guys got uh, supplied by young Henry's yeah. in front of you. It's not bad. It's a Sunday night special. <laughs> Sunday, hey, night, Sunday nighty, Gregory. Maybe hey, you haven't been down to uh, the Stillo down in Alexandria lately. No, I'm, I'm waiting for the invite. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, it's um, obviously, you know, we we all got good relationships with one another and, you know, it's... um. When I first told you about the move over here, I said it's going to be an experience, and you boys will. You've been over here with your one of your three passports. Um, Four, mate. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> You've actually already and played more games, Annie. <laughs> Come on. But uh, look, it's, it's definitely is an experience. So thanks, you know, thanks for telling me and um, explaining to me about coming here too. But right. can't believe it's been six months already. Wow, jeez, it has been a very this year's been topsy-turvy again. So, I mean, you've moved over there at the start of the year and, and you're playing with, with Warrington. Mate, first of all, one of the most exciting things for you is that you actually got engaged to your beautiful partner, Elise, while you're over there. So, um, it's been a big year already for you. Congrats, mate. It's been a massive year. And, um, you know, it just wasn't – just didn't happen over – you know, it didn't happen over the weekend or while I was there. I asked her, her parents for permission, did the old traditional style. I asked the old man before we even left the shores of Australia before Christmas. So, um, took a day trip down to London. You know, when things sort of eased up, restrictions, took a day trip down to London. Just meant to go down to, you know, walk around London, do Trafalgar Square and oh, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And went to Buckingham Palace and... You know, um, before all this happened, it's, you know, I rang, um, rang um, the ex up, you know, for the kids, you know, um, um, about that. And what they, what she did was, what she just suggested was really cool. She said, oh, how about I get a uh, sign from the kids saying, will you marry dad, my dad? So, oh, man, that's unreal. Um, 
they sent that through and I told her that we looked at, was looking at Buckingham Palace and we sat there and was looking at it for ages and she goes, I said, why don't you go back and look over at the guards again? Nothing to do with exchanges. She gave me this foul look like I've already sat here for like 20 odd minutes looking at this. Let's go somewhere else. So as she turned around, I sent her the sent her the message with the photo of the kids and then, yeah, got down on these and then got down on the 50-year-old knees and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you're out for three months. Thank you, Elise. Jeez. Uh, yeah. At first, first thing she said, she goes, oh, she goes, are you sure? <laughs> you know, why me? And I just said, yeah. Um, I said, I wouldn't get down on his knees. Like, well, they're already busted as it is. And to ask you if I wasn't serious. So. Hey, that's amazing. Mate, well, mate she's been a huge support to you over the last couple of years. And, you know, we're all very excited for you both. Yeah. One thing we probably don't understand, how bad is it over there with the, uh, I mean, obviously in Australia, it's before you left, we, we had it under control to some extent, as much as anyone in the world can. It's been pretty tragic over there, though. Is it still as bad as it has been or are the restrictions easing up a bit? It's, it's, it's comes and goes like there's, there's borders that are open, like that the UK and the green light, like Portugal, for example, last week, um, was in the green zone, but now we're in the amber zone. So, you know, they, they just close the borders again. Hopefully, um, next month, um, get to Spain and get to Greece. But, you know, it's unfortunate that we did lose that we did lose against, uh, you know, Castle for Tigers in the semi to get yeah, to go on to the Wembley um, Challenge Cup. You know, that's massive. And that would yeah. have been about the time I would have been right to come back to play. So, you know, it's um, it's yeah. unfortunate, but, you know, it's, it's the way the game goes. How's... Um... How's the hamstring, mate? We we heard over obviously social media and everything like that that you're going to be uh, on the on the sidelines for a little bit. Uh, how bad do you think it is? You know, like, is it the end of the season? Is it you know one two months? Is it you know what I mean? Like a bit of transparency. Yeah, well, over here they grade different. So back home it's one C. Uh, over here it's one C, two C, three C. Um, over home it's just you know just number one, three, four. Yeah. Um, so. They just explained it to me in Aussie terms. So it's a, it's a high grade three tear. Yeah, okay. Which is down towards, it's not in the belly, it's down towards the bottom of the knee. Which is a good thing. A that's a good thing, isn't it? It's better than what we thought, thought expected, but it's worse as well because we thought it was just this like a grade two. But I went in for a scan, had it all done, and then came back as said three months out, um, up to three months out. So. So, you know, five, six years ago, I would have said this is bullshit. I would have been back in six weeks. But, yeah. you know, obviously being older takes takes more to recover. Yeah. So, um, how, so, so how do you think? Just, and yeah. I've just got to take my time with it. You know, yeah. coming out every time and after two years, you know, it's, um, it's you a think big your, task. Do you think your body got a bit of a shock? I, you know, I, I keep saying to everybody as well, like, we came over here at the worst possible time and I rang up the club 48 hours before we even jumped on the plane about coming. So, but look, I'm here. I'm glad, I'm glad that we are here. You know, it is an experience and, you know, I'm just going to make the most of it. Would you think about playing next year, Greggy, if you, if you missed out this year? Because I know you'll have a whole preseason. You'll have mentally, you'll be fine. Physically, you'll be a beast because looking at you right now, it looks like the old Greg English. You look good. Um, and that's um, probably where, that's the position that you wanted to probably be in at the start. You know, maybe if you miss the whole year here, um, you sit back, you do a whole preseason. Is that on your mind or is it coming back to Australia? 
Nah, I've got too much things on Brown back home. Yeah, I've got right. the Goetta Academy. I've got the Goetta Academy up. Um, tomorrow in Australia, I'll just I'll just be launching, um, you know, uh, the shirt that I'm wearing now, yeah. Strive, Strive by GI. That's just a side project that I've always wanted to tap into. But what's so good about this here is every T-shirt purchase, you know, $5 of that um, goes back towards the Goetta Academy, which will then... Obviously, help out with with uh, resourcing out different avenues and you know the mental health side of the thing because yeah. that's uh, obviously being this pandemic worldwide, it's it would have taken a toll on a lot of people and yeah. a lot of businesses and affected affected and you know, it could have affected the person that you love dearest next to you and you don't even know about. Yeah. So. You know, that's that's the things that I want to tap into and what I'm passionate about going through it myself. They're well cut, those shirts. I tell you what, G.I., those arms are looking sizable in that. So I think I'm going to – I'll be – you get $5 of my money straight to the Goanner Academy. Hey, hey, Greg, just quickly, do you miss do you miss home, mate? Because I know that you, you, you love Australia. I mean, you've been on about a 1,000 kangaroo tours. You've played over in England. You've, you've experienced it as a, as a kangaroo. It's different when you experience it as just Greg Inglis, the Warrington player. You know, there's you know, you gotta live there, you gotta be it, you gotta you gotta live it and you know, you gotta be there every single day instead of, you know, being in and out of Australian camps and you know, you go we end up going back home. What's do you do you miss home? Do you miss your family? Is that gonna play a big part in Yeah, you know, you know this week's been tough because my little, you know, Nate's seventh birthday was um, you know, on Wednesday. So it was, it was yeah. um uh on the third, which is our yeah, on Thursday actually. So, you know, it, this this week, especially with the injury, and you know, thinking about him back home was a bit yeah. tough. I think about the family and that. You know, my pop, pop's not getting any younger. Like on both sides of the family. But yeah. now, when we come here for Aussies, we know we're going home. The short the short amount of time that we're here, but living here is totally different experience. You know, you just make yourself comfortable. You you know what you're doing and. You know, it's just getting back into that grind of yeah. waking up, going free, coming yeah. back. You know, unless he's into a horse. So we got two horses that we look after over here. So okay, it's like we just brought a bit of Australia with us over here. You have you know, to, mate. Own little lifestyle, which makes it a lot easier. Um, but you know, when I landed, it was minus four, minus six, snowing, and I'm <laughs> thinking, what? Yeah, you love the cold. Get me out. <laughs> So that's what I'm thinking. That's what I was out. thinking. Yeah. Are you are you enjoying the footy though? I mean, it took you obviously when you went over there. It had been, as you say, it had been two years out of the game, and 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 the body takes a lot of time to adjust to the sort of the rigors of professional sport again. When you got on the field, I noticed you scored a try. It's hard to see the games because they're they're all protected over here. You don't see yeah. them as well. But I've seen that in your first game, you scored a try. Are you enjoying your footy again? Yeah, like I'm loving it, and you know. I said when I was coming out every time, and what made me fall in love with the game again is coaching and self-coaching the 16s and 18s, the junior, the junior boys, and being around, you know, the first graders and helping, you know, yeah. getting help from under Wayne Bennett, and you know, Wayne's been that great. He doesn't really, you know, he's pretty much, you know, he, he's good. He loves football, like that's his passion, but he doesn't talk to you about it. He talks about life, life. outside of football, which, which makes you fall in love with not only him, but with the game again. Yeah. So he's just, that's what helped me make me fall in love with the game again. So this opportunity came up and like I said to you boys before, and I asked you what your opinions on it, because I was still very hesitant about it. And, I'm, you know, I was glad we're here. 
well, we've only got a few few more months to go and then we'll be back home. Yeah, I think, you know, everyone needs to understand that you went into this, injuries happen in games, and you went over there with every intention of making sure yeah. that this year was, was as successful as it could be. And it's just a real shame that you've got injured at the time that you did. Have you been Have you been following any of the footy back here at home? Have you been watching any of the South games or...? Yeah, yeah. I've been, um, you know, it's just, I don't wake up for the early games. No, it's um, too early. I yeah, love an early start. It's too early. Uh, <laughs> um, but the ones that, the only ones that show here are the ones I show on nine. So, you know, it's only selected days. And Yeah. But I do go back and watch the highlights. Um, I was very pleased to see, you know, my little, my little cousin on my dad's side, um, Jaden Campbell, get yeah. you know, that's another thing. So, did, I didn't, I didn't you know, know that was Preston's son. I was watching and yeah, going, who's nah, this little nah, fella? Nah. I said, why is he so small? I was like, oh, nah, I didn't nah, put nah, two nah. and two together. They had photos of uh, Presto with him. I'm like, still didn't get it. I'm like, oh, he's just, I was like, oh, it's his it's son. Jesus his. Christ. Quick. Nah, <laughs> oh. it's, um, you it's know, good, Preston being Titans' number one signature and seeing his son making his debut there. You know, yeah. so that was the most heartwarming thing that I've seen, you know, over the weekend or the last couple of um, weeks, especially with the NRL. And, um, but yeah, he just Preston's been very good at keeping him under wraps and not letting yeah. him go. Because if you follow Jaden's um, journey, he hasn't made rap. He didn't make play any football. No one knew his name, so Preston kept him really yeah. quiet under the radar and just let him just play his footy. And you know, he's always been that kid. You know, we talk about kids growing up wanting to be a footy player. You know, when we were, when he was a kid and I used to go down and stay with Preston at Penrith, mate, he was just. Well, like just Killing it, yeah. Hour. The kid can yeah. play, mate. I was watching. I said, I didn't, I didn't know it was Presto as a little kid, and I just thought he's just going to get ragdolled and absolutely flogged. The only time he got yeah. flogged was when he ran into Justin Ollum, and everyone gets flogged when they run into him. So I can, yeah. I can excuse that, but his timing is impeccable. Like Presto, he was a little fella, G. I remember, and we, we'd always try and pick him up and stuff like that, but he just couldn't. He just had that real knack. He'd come just straight in between you, and it was just, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the bunnies there—they've been that left side's just always been humming. Yeah, it's great to see. You know, obviously with the Adam Reynolds saga, has been up and down, and you know he's obviously made the best decision for him and his mm. family, and only he can know that. So, you know, amazing. You know me—I don't really care what the outside world says as long as that player is doing the right thing yeah. for their for their family, and um, don't buy into this bullshit with social media. Well, then. 100. You know, I'm, I'm all for it. And I'm glad Latrell's coming out and speaking. Yeah. Um, he's mine. Yeah, this off school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I hear, I'm giving shit about and stick about it. But, you know, enough's enough. Yeah. You know, we're in 2021. Um, we just we just got to move on from the old days. It's To me, it's bullshit. But it you can't help. You can't help. But you just, you know, like, like I say with the, on the mental health side of it, the more we talk about it, the more then the more we are aware. We are aware of it. Yeah. How into how proud were you, uh, GI, being an Indigenous brother, having a young kid like Latrell coming out a couple of weeks ago and just saying, "Look, enough's enough." You know what I mean? Like you, you've been very, very big in that sort of part as well. But you know, just a young kid like that. You know, you wouldn't, you didn't say that kind of stuff in two thousand six or seven because I don't think the platform was big enough because of social media and stuff like that. So, how proud of you? How proud are you of a kid like Latrell, like actually just sti- sticking in there and like really, you know, drawing a line in the sand? Yeah, look, it's, it's great for him, to, great for him to um, actually come out and actually 
be able to say that, have the confidence to say that, because it takes a lot of courage to yes. actually come out and say that. Latrell, you know, it doesn't matter where he goes. Latrell's going to be Latrell. He's going to be compared to, you know, um, you. you know, to me. <laughs> he's, going to, he's going to be compared to me. I've always been compared to Mal, but, you know, we've all played. In, it's funny because pretty much we all played in three different decades, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, um, there can only be one Mal Meninga, only one Latrell, only one in me. Exactly. Um, but Latrell's, you know, you can only get better. From here on, what you see now is probably, you know, he'll be ten times better, you know, the footballer he is. But in ways of the way he's using his voice, I think he's got a great mentor in in Wayne beside him, yep. helping him do that stuff. And you know, I think it's I think it's great for him. And you know, the other boys are obviously standing beside him. And um, indigenous or non-indigenous, you know, that's just the power that Latrell has, you know, through the social and through his voice alone. That's I think great. last week with the Indigenous round two, they did a really good job. I, th- I just think, you know, the more, as you say, the more people talk about it and the more voices there are coming out with the same thing. And as you say, it's it's 2021 and people just need to accept that the world has changed and, and people like yourself and Latrell are the, they're the face of it. But realistically, it's for everyone to be a part of and for everyone to, to get behind. So um, you were probably the one of the first and, you know, I'm still very proud of you for that. So what... Queensland are probably upset about is that there isn't a Greg Inglis playing for them this year. New South Wales are probably very happy that there's a Latrell Mitchell playing for them. Kurt Catewell or Greg Inglis? I'd take Inglis, I think, in that little, (laughs) if it was one or two. But uh, look, the origin build-up is always the same every year. One thing, um, you only captained origin in in one year and then obviously, um, you know, you gave the game away after that. In terms of captaining Origin, how does that rate? You had such a, an amazing career. Was that one of the proudest moments of your sort of footy career anyway? Individually-wise, yes. Um, individually, you know, being selected as a, you know, when Cam Smith stepped aside and I was, you know, next in line, never in my lot of streams, did I ever thought that I would actually captain a state side. Um, especially a side like Queensland, the talent that we had and the, the pool of leaders that we had around mm. us. You know, I was probably fortunate enough that those couple of players before me were injured or or um, retired. So, no, but, no. you guys were waiting for ages, jeez. But it's you know being around. That, I wouldn't have that. I wouldn't have that. You know, wouldn't have been given that leader that captaincy role if it wasn't for leaders before me. You know, the Petros, the um, you know Dallas Johnsons. You know. The guys that you wouldn't even, you know, that don't really get speaking of in a sentence when you talk about the great Maroon side that we had that through that era. Um, just those guys, Nate Miles, just those guys that did that nearly gritty stuff. You just see the way they carry about and go about their business around the, you know, when it's time to train, it's time to train. You know, this is that the same thing with, with the Australian sides. You know, when we turn up, when we turn up the train, we turn up the train. But when we're away from the field, we do things together, and that's what makes friendships and bonds to you know last forever. Like look at me and the, the big fathead next year with the white teeth. You know, it's um, <laughs> ten times six. He's over there somewhere. <laughs> you know, it's just the bonds and the it things does, that you know. But on a personal note and individually, it's what well, was one of the proudest. You know, of I did cry. There's, you know, I ain't going to lie, I did cry about that when I got the phone call from Kevy and, you know, I just, I don't know, it's, Origin's a different beast. 
for me now, I don't know about you guys, but you know, it was pure hatred, New South Wales and Queensland, and you know, maybe it's the social media side of things where you do a more promos to sell the game, but no, nah, it's know, real, Greg. Then, by the end, it's like now it's taking photos and social media and sharing shit, and you know, mm. I, I don't know, I don't know anymore. Look, I, I've got one question. I, I'll, I'll probably dip out in a while, in a minute because you two have both played at that level and I'd be very interested for you two to have a discussion about how you think the game's going to go. But one thing as an outsider, this whole thing about the Queensland spirit. Now, I, do Queensland honestly think that New South Wales don't care about their jersey as much as what Queensland do? What is it when you're in a camp and you're talking about the Queensland spirit and you're talking about how that's the sort of thing that's going to get you and you've got Billy Moore screaming Queenslander coming down. How is it any different, G.I.? Why is the Queensland spirit something that is more important to you guys than it is to New South Wales? Um, I think New South Wales are like really getting it to understand it now. They're travelling to regionals where they can see the, like, the younger kids coming through, the younger crops. And for me, that's what's... You know, coming through, that's what divided, you know, what we saw was the Queensland spirit. You know, we did fan days um, in the middle of nowhere and just seeing these kids, seeing the emotions, having this day in these rural towns and really get a sense of, you know, we're not only playing for our families, but we're playing for these people that, you know, way more, you know, less fortunate than us. Um you know, it was speak, spoken about very often and, you know, we've been publicly known that Queensland always came out in camps and said, you know, we, with the Queensland spirit, we just, you know, we'll just turn up and just keep going. And, you know, if we keep going at it, well, then New South Wales looks like New South Wales doesn't, you know, have a care or thing in the world about the jersey. They just, you know, about themselves. But, you know, in the last couple of years, you can see that turn easily. So it was something you would speak about. You would you would speak about it. You'd say, and if you're on a field and it's getting close, would you then, as players, say to each other, "We've got them here because we're Queenslanders"? Is that something that you would come back to? No, nah, never, never, never about that. You know, it's always it was just always like I said, it's the bonding and friendship that you just created, and it's the leaders that we had at that time. You know, I was just very fortunate, and Mason was unfortunate, mm. but. You know, I was just very fortunate enough that I've got, you know, we had six debutants in 06 and yeah. we wasn't even supposed to win that 06 series. Um, but again, I think it's just that they continue to play origin football and I think it's been led from day one since 1980 when Artie decided saying, you know, FUs, what take them on New South Wales, my Queensland players back from New South Wales. And, Is- you know, that's really where and um you know, same with the late Tommy Rodonigas. You know, them to have the pure hatred for each other, but you know, that's the way Origin was created. Yeah, I think that's how it is. With the, with the hatred thing, when people go, they hate us more than that, and this and that. You got to understand, like before 1980, we start. We had all your players. You know, we, we, we'll take and we'll take. If you're not playing with the New South New South Wales Rugby League, you got to play for New South Wales. You Queenslanders play up there. So understand, like what happened with Origin, like. The generation after generation of, of New South Wales taking all your best players and making them play against you, your own people, mm. that's what generates hate. It's not just that one game. And Artie, like, if Artie didn't punch piss out of Mick Cronin, it would never be Origin. 
would it? If it wasn't that one day in 1980... Made against mate, state against Mate against state. mate, because they've been driving that mate against mate, state against state. Because if you have a look at any other thing, any other professional sport, Greg, NBA, NFL, you play these Pro Bowls, which is the best of this and that, there's nowhere near as much hatred as, as what Queensland and New South Wales have. Like, we, like, the pinnacle of our game is origin. It's not yeah. Australian football. It's not club. It's it's strictly origin. And I don't think any sport can roll like that. Because you have a look at AFL, they tried to do the same thing. It never got off the ground because there's not that genuine hatred because we didn't do that to you for eight. We didn't do that for, to you for 80 years. So going back to my point, is that spoken about when you get into camp as just say if you're a, de- a debutant, what the history of origin is? Because it always seems like yeah. Yeah. every time we every time we played history. against you guys, you played, you, you hated us more. It's history. It's exactly. always talking about the history. Exactly. I knew it. You know, you know that's where the Queensland spirit comes yes. from. Yes, yes, It's always talking yes. about where origins... Originated. Why? Origin originated from. That's probably the best way you can put it down to it. And those guys that are listening out there, if you don't understand it, what Mason and I are talking about, look it up because... Yeah. You know, it's it's years. It's, it's hundred. It's, it's, it's a hundred years. Years and years that's gone on. You know, since rugby league started. Where if you say you're in Brisbane, you come down to Sydney Club back in those days in the in the seventies, sixties, and you wanted to play. You know, for Queensland, you couldn't. You couldn't exactly. But obviously, with the rule changes and everything that's gone on, you know, um, I'll be one that's very controversial with that one. But um, <laughs> we'll just. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's the history. As soon as, you, as soon as we walk in those into Maroon Camp, it's been speaking of it's been spoken about the history of Origin and where it originated from. It's crazy, eh? I mean, I I always under, I understood Origin. I know where it comes from. Then I understand the hatred. How Queensland can build that extra bit of spirit that we can't. You know what I mean? Like when people go, what's the Queensland spirit? I was trying to explain to people. I said, this is probably where it comes from. I don't know because I'm not a Queenslander, but as exactly like Greg just like, he pretty much just told me, you know what I mean? It comes from that. We stole all their players. We stole their best and we made them play against their people. You just don't do that. And that's why they hate us way more. And that's probably, and that's why everyone goes, when you're in New South Wales camp, you sort of you, see, you you hear these stories about Queensland spirit and all this sort of shit. Then you see these games like last year when we sat here last year and we did we did the 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 live thing. I was like I didn't even I didn't want to back against New South Wales, but I I've, I've seen the writing on the wall. I've, I've I've seen it before. Like picture perfect. Like last year, GI. You know, like going up to the set was it was it was already set. You know the what I mean? worst it was Queensland the, the, team the worst ever. Queensland thing. It was everything was written against against you guys, and I'm like. I don't know, I can't back against New South Wales and you come out and you just smack the shit out of us. That's the Queensland spirit. I don't I don't understand it. I'll never get it because I'm not a Queenslander, but I sort of understand it. Here's here's one for you, GI. Who is the greatest player that you played with? And other than Willie Mason, obviously, mm. who is the greatest player that you played against? And please don't say Willie, because it's just not true. <laughs> oh, look, it's it's hard to pick because I was very fortunate to play with really, really talented, great players. Right. You know, you, you can go your Smith, your Thurston's, your, you know, your Lockyer's, um, you know, Cam. Oh, this is so... You've got to pick one. you got to pick players one. that I can't really put it down to. Give me your Mount Rushmore. Give me Mount Rushmore of your best players. 
How many are there? Four? Four. There's only four, four on Mount Rushmore. Four. Give me four. That's all right. Four's all right. Oh, yeah. Well, then, you know, it'll be lucky for yep. sure. I just like the way he just... He's a king. I love him. The way he competed. Yeah. The way he competed, the way he acted, you know, it's, it's hard to understand him sometimes because he can't really talk, but... <laughs> so I don't listen to Channel 9. He's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, JT, Smitty, and, you know, I'll... Pick a forward. You know, be Bill. Bill. Ooh, that's no good. No, no forwards. To disrespect your show on Petro oh, no. right now. Come on, bro. You only no, play I'm off the back of forwards. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. And that's, you probably, know, that's probably nearly my Mount Rushmore ever. That would be my Mount Rushmore. The best player, the hardest player. Here's a story for you. After Origin, I think it was 06, my first year or 07. I was playing, I was playing six. I was playing six um, down in down in Melbourne, Olympic Park, and we obviously played on a Sunday afternoon. Well, I had... Wayne did this on purpose. I can just see riding on the wall and playing left, left uh, 5'8". Uh, who do you reckon you put on me to run at me all for 80 minutes? Oh, six. Oh, it was. <laughs> Thorny come back, didn't he? Tunza? Brad Thorne <laughs> and Petro Seven and Siva. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, as, and that just goes on to one of the I don't know, Ruben Wiki. Yeah. Ruben Wiki was one one tough one tough character. Um and Petro. Yeah, Petro's you know, in I, my top played, three, bro. I I played against some really great players, but you know, Ruben Wiki, um Petro will be the, you know, the two standout forwards for me. So you've you've basically named two Queenslanders and a Kiwi as you've. <laughs> that's good. And all Kiwis go for Queensland. Oh, you no. know that. He's just. They all do. They can't hate even us. say one New South Wales <laughs> player. All right, Gi. Who wins this week and why? Well, mate, I never had the pleasure. You know, I never had that. You know, that, that winning streak with, with those guys. And I never <laughs> mate, I totally agree. <laughs> you did not have one streak with us. Not one. Do you New South miss, Wales oh, G, Greggy? Do you do you miss um, do you miss Origin Camp? Do you miss like coming back? You know. With, with the boys and you know you're such a such a great culture that you set there and um you're part of that whole that whole dynasty which was ridiculous i think it'll go down as one of the greatest teams in australian history in sports history um do you sort of reflect now that you're, you're the i mean you've been retired and now you're back and you sort of probably at the end of, at the end right now do you you know what, what what do you really reflect on which is probably the highlight of your origin career um what, what's the best thing that come out of it is, you know, we always talk about going back in the camp and it's like the brotherlyhood. You yeah. see your families and we bring, you know, our actual families in, the you know, parents, you know, the partners, the kids, you know, they've all come into camp and, you know, they've all stayed with us. So I think Mel understood that that side of it and, you know, it's not missed because you're in camp for 12 days, yeah, 10 or 12 days and mid-season and, Coming back, you don't have much time at home. They're going back out again. It's, you know, you can take its thing, but the morale and the shit talk and just catching up with, you know, yeah. the boys and, you know, having a beer that first two two days or two nights and when you get in the camp, just assemble everything, just welcome everyone. You know, if they're new players and new players, well then, but it, for me, it's the friendships that you get out of it that, that can last. You know, Hodjo and I were inseparable. Yeah. Um, 
you know, throughout the Origin camp. And, you know, you, you talk about Origin, you talk about the aggression and, you know, that's uh, that's one thing Hodjo and I really took on board. And, you know, that's what you got to have from your centres in Origin, especially. Yeah, you're so good. So, mate, who wins this week and why? Or who wins the, who wins the series? I think you're going to say Queensland. Look, yeah, you know, for a side that's, you know, the worst side in in the origin history. God damn you, Gal. God damn it. You know, uh, look, it's going to be another interesting series. It's, um, you know, it's already been blown up. You can't help that point that they put the thing in Townsville, um, the first Mm. game in Townsville. You know, you can't help what Melbourne wants to go through. And as soon as they get a little yeah. cough, they close the borders down. So, you know, it's um, you know, it's just uh, it's got to go down to the wire. It's going to be a decider in game three. Mm. You know, That'd be nice. We can jag one up there. Two one. There you go. Heard it here first. Well, mate, thank you so much for joining us. It's been um, I mean, personally, it's it's lovely for the two of us to be able to actually speak to you and 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 obviously we're we're very keen to have you home but we understand that you've got the rest of the season to play out we hope your hammy's all right the producer has just told us that we will buy the show will buy a thousand dollars worth of t-shirts as soon as it's uh, as soon as it's launched um and we will sort of hand those out to to people we'll have them as a as a prize yeah. and but anyway we, we we'd love to help by buying a thousand dollars worth of t-shirts to to get you going well, and thanks guys um, oh, good, Greggy. Wonderful to talk hey, to you, good. mate. Hey, mate. Um, you can probably give the give the wife the tablecloth back to you when you're ready. You like this? He has the worst you know fucking shirts of all time, GI. You don't understand. Well, come on, come on the show next year when you're back home, or this year, late this year, and yeah, you'll have a, you'll have a proper look. This is actually mate, brand you, new. I bought this. This, what, this what is his best one. What you wear to work, you should keep on for the show. He's a lumberjack. No. He's a he's a he's a, he's a pharmacist slash uh, lumberjack. I've gone back down the flannel route. I like it, <laughs> mate. I'll just I'll be wearing your t-shirts from now on. So don't worry. Make sure you send a double XL, mate. Look after yourself. Say hi to Elise and uh, thanks oh, again, well. mate. Love you, brother. Hey, be safe, mate. See, see you soon. Boys. You too. Later, bro. Later. There we go. Imagine. The greatest origin player in the history of origin. I think so. I don't think anyone's dominated like he has for as long as he did 2006 to 2018. What's his, we've got a couple little stats here. What, win rate, 10 series wins, one loss, 90% strike rate, whatever it is. What, 19 wins, 13 losses, points scored, 18 tries, what, 32 games? I'm not even going to like, – it's, it's ridiculous. It's some of the stuff that he does, that he's done at that level, mate. Like, I, I rate Origin as the hardest football of all time. And the era that, you know, like, you got to understand with the eras from the 80s and the 90s, defensive systems weren't as unbelievable as they are now. And the, the, the mid-2000s till, what, what, 2018, he was the king. You know yeah. what I mean? Like people had their defense. You had you game plan to stop Greg Inglis. You game planned everything, and you still do it. That's when you know you're great. You know they game plan for you for years and years and years, like and you still can't be stopped. You know what I mean? These last little hurrah with um, you know, with Queensland when he played against you know he folded Tom Trebojevic in half. He was he was an absolute animal, mate. He just does things that no one else Other can. Other people can. Any era, any era, 
He it's, would just absolutely murder, and it would be embarrassing. Even now, if you put a fit Greg Inglis in 2000, in 2021, he's killing it. Yeah. He's just, he's six foot four, 100 and what, six, seven kilo, quick as anything. Unbelievable, mate. He's grown into himself so much too, and watching him even tonight, you know, he's... He, he seems, he's, that's the healthiest I've seen yeah. Greggy. He's, just, just physically and mentally, and I, I'm, I'm so happy for him. His eyesight's going, though, because he didn't like my shirt. Yeah. So I think mm. he needs, probably needs glasses. So, William, that brings us to our origin special, the two mm-hmm. of us, just two old origin greats talking yeah. about, you know, yeah. how origin. origin. I think that let's start, I don't know, You've obviously been in this arena, and, and it's a Sunday night. Mm. We're, we're, we're live on a Sunday night. Sunday night Origin Camp. In 2006, what is the New South Wales Origin team doing? Yeah, I think a lot of people don't really understand what, what, what happens in Origin Week. So you just say from last Sunday, people get notified that you're in the team. Senior players already know. Dapitons, obviously, a little bit more special. Uh, you, you know on that Sunday. So you, it's your choice to come in to camp on the Sunday uh, and then everything professionally starts on the Monday. So Sundays when I used to go in, the, in there, it was, it was quite fun. It was very fun. You know, like um, bonding. Can you, can you, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat. It was fucking crazy. You used to just roll in there. That it was so, it was so much fun. You could not wait to get into origin camp because we're winning, because we're winning. That's why you got to understand what, what Greg is saying. The culture that they built there. Imagine coming in and you run seven series straight or eight series straight like like one series straight was awesome back in you know 2003 2004 we won again 2005 we won again 2006 we're on the brink of it and they bring in enter the greg inglis man and they just they win from 2006 to what 2014 something like that imagine what they built the friendships the camaraderie that's why these dudes end up playing 30 origins the mainstayers because you're never going to drop them do you know what I mean? Like you, you'd never do it. Um, you know, you'd come in and you'd just be chilling, like especially after a whole week. So you come in, so you'd have a training. So Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday afternoon, you break off. You break off to um, to go home. You can either go home to your family, chill out. So you get the Friday afternoon, Saturday, all the Saturday to yourself. Sunday, Arvo, you probably, you know, just say people that will play for Parramatta or Newcastle, you probably go and watch your home team play. And then you come back in Sunday night. You don't have to come back in Sunday night. You can come back in Monday morning because you've got a session. And then it gets fucking real, real quick. And I was in Coogee on Friday and I was just cruising around. I saw a couple of young kids, uh, Kaloa Matangi, um, I seen Cleary and Api Corusau. A few of the boys just running around. I'm not that sort of like ex-play. you were just hanging. Near I wasn't the hotel. that. I wasn't that ex player. I was you just were. a fucking. Um, I was a South Coogee getting something. It was right near where they were saying. I was like, and I was thinking to myself, I don't want to see any Origin players. Just in the foyer. And I fucking no. <laughs> with my Origin hey, jersey hey. on. What are you guys doing? Old Willy wig and stuff like that. You know the blue one that they had in 2004. Yeah, I just seen the guy. Do you remember Mason on the back? Just a normal Tuesday. Just a normal Arvo. Friday. That's sweet. At one o'clock. <laughs> Yeah, that's how yeah. I, that's I how roll. Sh- Wait, I'm a busy boy. I got some shit to do, but I saw him. I'm like, I saw Cam Murray. Probably didn't even know I saw him, but I wasn't because you're not, in the I'm trees. Not, no, but I'm <laughs> in your origin. <laughs> I was in his undies. Um, <laughs> but like, I just didn't want to annoy because I never because I'm very conscious of that fact that like I don't, yeah, you know, I just ne- I'm, I'm never that dude. It's going to annoy like some. I was just walking. They saw me. I'm like, oh, you can't 
fucking just walk straight past. You know, I saw Freddie, I saw, you know, like a heap, heap of people. They, were just, they, were, they must have just finished the session. It was so highly unlikely because I didn't really go down there to get that. Or did I? Um, <laughs> I just wanted that love. Oh, did you used to play, Willie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I fucking did. Former no, origin, did. great Willie, mate. damn you, no, I did. No, I did. I'm so excited. Um, I had my man of the match jersey on 2006. Uh, <laughs> Is this before or after you went and raced eight-year-olds? <laughs> I have my Origin jersey on today. I said, hey, Origin, are you serious? What? Ask your dad. <laughs> Ask your dad who's played Origin. Um, anyway, let's not get too sidetracked. And I saw the young kids and, um, yeah, it was great. It was all right. Do you know what? This game, again, and the thing that I can't understand, Queensland, again, are underdogs. They went in last year with the worst side ever. This mm. year, if you look at the team they've got on paper, it's better than last year. So yeah. how are they underdogs? I don't know. The media sh- who who dictates that? Bettingsite.com.au. Betting oh god. No, they bet right at betting site. You know that's what's up. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Like I, I look at New South Wales and go, yeah, we could probably pick a better site. Queensland, you know, minus Kalen Ponga, that's probably taking it down a little bit. But um I'm not sure how. I mean they they love they love the fact that they're underdogs. They really love it. I mean I remember them being underdogs and they had Greg Inglis and Bill, Billy Slater and like a rock star team, turn seven or eight and stuff like that. Mm. We get beat by forty. You know what I mean? Like they, they love this because they don't look at that. They don't look at odds and go, Oh shit, we shouldn't we shouldn't win. They and just kill they come out at a different mentality. Oh yeah, as Greg said, and I, I, I know the history of the game. I love the history of the game, but that's why they have that extra, if it's 1% or if it's 10% more hatred towards us than we have towards them. It's because of the fact that we stole all their players and used all their best players against their own players. If I was a Queenslander, I'd fucking hate us too. Well, let's, let's, drill, into, let's drill into the game a little bit. My only concern with New South Wales is that they've gone down the same road as picking every single fullback in the comp and making a spot for him. Now, mm. I can't deny that Tom Trebojevic and Latrell Mitchell are two of the best players in the comp, but they haven't played centre for a long time. How important is that picking players out of position? I mean, admittedly, Capel's playing in the centres for Queensland, but he did a reasonable job last year. Mm. Is that going to be? Is that a? Is that a negative? No, I don't think so. I think you just got to have the best players. If you have a look, if you have a look through the history of rugby league, Origin. If you have a look through the history of Origin, you have a look at players. Some of the best players getting played out of position. Laurie Daly's playing centre. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you had some, you know, Andrew Johns playing hooker. You know, you just got to pick the best players and hope to God that they come out with something. Yeah. You know, because you, you, obviously the other players that are taken, the other positions are better. Are better. They're better. Yeah. You know? Do you understand? You know? You know what I mean? So it's just like. We're picking Latrell in front of a Crichton because Latrell's probably better at left centre. He is. You know, like we're, we're picking Tommy Gunn at right centre because he's probably better than the other Because he's a genius. You know what I mean? I'm just You've playing devil's advocate. Oh, no, no, I understand. I totally understand. These two, they're anomalies. They're this absolute freaks and mm. they need to be in the side because there's only one fullback. And that, and I said like I said it a couple of weeks ago, like, hey, credit to Teddy. Because if this was, they lost last year, remember? Yeah. So they have, they have every every excuse to pick a new player. Yeah. You know, like oh, right, we're done, we're done with that. We need to pick someone else, a success, a successor, and they they won't. And it brings the best out in Teddy. I mean, brings the best out in Teddy and Latrell before he got injured. 
and Tommy, because they all want that number one position. You understand? It's, it's, a, it's an elite position because they know the competition that they're playing. Pappenhausen. There's four, you know, four guns. I'm more worried about the ball-playing locks that we've got playing. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about having a person like Cam Murray who's used to playing in the middle. I heard Freddie say today that he's played, you know, he's coached him since he was 16, 17 or, or, or something like that, and he can play on an edge. Yeah, of course he can. Yeah, he's an athlete and he's in a rugby league player. That's fine. Like he's a, he's a, he's he can play on an edge, but like at that level, I'm not sure because what last year when he got put on an edge for the first four or five games, didn't really get the ball. No, struggling for at comb- club level, yeah. struggling for combinations. Mm. And you've had a whole preseason knowing that you're going to play on the edge, and then you come into Origin camp, haven't played on an edge since the last time you played with South, and expected to play at a high 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 level against David Fafita. Against you know arguably the best left the left um, left back rower in the game, most destructive runner. So that's what I worry about. I think Cam Murray should be in the team. Should be in the team one hundred percent. So uh, Isaac, you can't you can't pick three. What w- what would happen if we pick if Victor Radley was fit? Would well, he be in, would, would he be in the team again? Well, he'd be thirteen. That's, yeah, but like, who do you who, do you drop? Yeah, I don't know because he's been arguably one of the best players this year. But that's, I guess that's a thing. You, you, you've talked a lot about balance. Mm. You know, you talk about the balance of a side, the balance of a bench. I look at that Queensland side, and if you go off balance, the Queensland side's more balanced. Yep. I think so too, because like as a, as, as a, I've played right side back row in origin. I've played left side back row. I've played in the middle. I understand what it's like. You don't get the ball all the time. Cameron Murray's getting 25 touches a game. He's probably passing six or seven times. Right side back row could get maximum 15 touches a game. Not, I mean, not maximum, say 15 to 20, but not that clean ball. You know, like you're not going to get that early ball. And he doesn't have that. He's not a dynamic runner like a David Fafita. He needs to be in the middle where he just, he can, he can, he can jam in behind A, right in behind A defender. He can go into A, he can skip out to B, have all these lead runners outside B and C playing that block shape, doing a lot of things where if he gets early ball on the right side of the ruck as a second receiver, like no one, he's not a destructive ball runner. He just needs to get the ball a lot. Do you you understand? You know what I mean? Like it's just like, well, I just, I just need the ball in his hands probably about 20 to 25 times. He'll pass about seven times. He could dummy and go, you know, like, like Jake does, like Victor does, like Isaiah does. Mm. Can't have four of them. Yeah. I would need some ball runners hitting those fucking holes outside the four man. Like, bang. He, of course he'll do that. But he, he can do a lot of other things as well. I, I just think we're restricting restricting these players. We're restricting it. Another thing that you've talked about as well, if you look at club level, you look at David Fafita in club level, and he doesn't have the halves no. that are going to unleash David Fafita. All of a sudden he's in origin camp and he's running outside blokes like Cherry Evans Cam and Munster. Munster. No, he's got Cam Munster. Do you know what I mean? Like. What, Exactly, exactly what I was being talking about. He's never getting bored onto the ball by Ash Taylor yeah. or or Fogarty. It's way before the line, and he's still doing some shit like that. Yeah. As a defender, if I've got Cam Munster in front of me, if I'm a middle guy, I'm trying to get at him quick. Freddie will be saying this. If you, if you're in the if you're in the if you're in the middle, or even just say A B, you've got to get at Cam Munster because it's got to release the format. Because he needs to get over to David Fafita. Because Cam Munster will school you if yeah. he beats your middles and he's one on one with that four man, and then he brings the third, the three man in, which could be Luai or or Cleary. You're fucked because everybody's man on man, 
and it's so and you, and you rely especially at that level everyone's at this peak condition after 12 or 13 rounds everyone is right there and it's only if individual stuff up if you if you miss your assignment on on um, Cam Munster and he gets to the four man or brings a three man in or could be which I think is Cleary and then what do you think David Fafita's doing he's lining up outside Cleary Cleary's probably got the hardest job in that whole game he's got to, he's got to defeat he's got to get Fafita because mm. he's he, he he kills it he's he's so dominant and then because obviously the center will be on center will be man on man as soon as you get a little bit wider but you rely on your middle so much. They, they need to help. They need to do so much. Otherwise, you know, it could be a long night for um, for Cleary. They're defenders. And, and I think that's why they've gone light. And they've gone with Cam Murray because he can get up, check, release, bang, on Fafita. Cleary goes to a person out the back, all that kind of stuff. You, you know what I mean? Let's, let's you, you, They have to do that. That's what I'm saying. They've picked a light middle, Jake Chaboyevich, and you've got, you got Cookie and you've got – who's the other starting prop? Saifidi, they all move good. You know what I mean? So they, 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 they need to close that, that space in the middle. If you don't, it's going to be a long night. Well, let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is the new rules and the new rules and the effect that they will have on State of Origin. You've been v- really vocal in the past that State of Origin is a different beast and it needs to be refereed differently to a club game. Yep. They've said they're not, they're not going to do that. So what effect will that have on the spectacle that is State of Origin? And I s- will stick by that for for the next 50 years if I'm alive. Like, it just gets ref different. I don't care what is in the media right now. It's going to be the I, – I don't believe it. I'll call you bluff. I will call you bluff, NRL. I just don't think so. There will be people switching off that fucking TV in the first 10 minutes watching people. If there's a penalty in the first set – Oh my God! People will be losing their shit. Mm. I will be. You will be. It'll be. It'll be mental because you just can't do that in Origin unless someone gets their head taken off. There's a different rule. There is. Hey, there's a different set of rules for Origin. There's a different set of rules for NRL. I don't care what they say. I don't. I, I don't care. It's just. It's just. It'll be a simple. You know, blokes are going to come flying out. It'll be. It'll be unbelievable, and I hope they do legally. They obviously they they they've probably got the heads up from from their coaches and everyone. It's going to be the same rules as the NRL. Blah 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 blah. Middles are going to be going. Fuck. Who cares? Yeah. I'm going to take someone's head off, and that's the way Origin is. I've been waiting for 25 years or 20 years or whatever to play Origin, and I don't want to get out like that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go out there and just tackle someone around the fucking bootlaces. You know what I mean? I'm not Peter Sterling as a halfback. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying? Mortimer. Turvy Mortimer. Yeah. No, I want that contact. Everyone wants that contact. Everyone who's watching that game wants contact. Fights are gone. Shoulder charges are gone. Everybody knows that. We're all done. Everyone's like sort of getting used to it. Yeah, all right, yeah, that sort of shit's done. But that contact, those big hits, those massive big hits, big runs, all that sort of shit needs to stay. That's a spectacle. It's an event. You got to what? You got to look at it like an event. NRL does that. They're just trying to pee, you know, pee's like all the you know. To people that just abide by the rules. That's it. So game one, who wins? Really, man of the match. Do I have to? Do I have to? Yeah, you have to. What? We are meant. Did I from my bets? Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious <laughs> from your bets. <laughs> Wait, this is for the kids, everyone. I'm because hey, 
You can say because your bets never ever back up with your tips. Oh, so, so my, be- if my, you wanna, my, if my you wanna, bet's gone anyway. No, but if you want not, no, but we've got another bet because even though Craig has not actually spoken to the bloke from bettingsite.com.au, Craig has actually said that the producer has said hundred dollar, hundred dollar, hundred dollar me. You and him were having a hundred dollars each right. on this. So, all right, just to make more money, thirteen plus Xavier Coates first try score. All right, I like that. I like that. Could so, easily happen. I think. I think people are just getting a little bit twisted of like, oh, thirteen plus is so much, dude. Watch the game. Watch. Watch how many people just score tries. Bang, 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 bang. So does that mean you're gonna? So are you tipping Queensland? I want. I want tip on who's gonna Me win personally. Yeah, personally, who's gonna win and who's man of the match. I think Queensland is, is going to get this first one just because it's crazy in Townsville and they'll just live up to that expectation. They'll win that. But we'll win in game two and then we'll win game three. Man of the match? Cam Munster. All right. That was actually what I was going to say. Now I'm going to change Damn it. Damn it. No, I'm going to change it. What is it? I'm going to say Queensland, I think... I do think Queensland are going to win. I think Townsville gets them over the line. And, oi, it's a big, big advantage. It's an $8 million Raw you know from Queensland once again for them. New it's South a Wales. Smart play what did New South Wales pay? Four ten bucks. Eight. They offered ten dollars. They said we'll give you. And it was lira. Was <laughs> peso. It was pesos and lira. Uh, and in terms of man of the match, I am going to say that the Queensland man of the match is going to be David Fafita. No, oh, you just. Do you know what? I just looked at the first name and I was like, no, I was going to say Christian Welch, but he won't play the full game. So I'm going to go David Fafita, Queensland win. Mm. In terms of the bets, William, from bettingsite.com.au, I'm going to read the producers first. All right. What betting site, for those of you who don't know, and you should know because betting site's unreal, they will go and find the best odds for you from a number of different sites. they got all of the major bettings. they got Ladbrokes, Neds. They got sports bet. They got everything. So they'll go and find the best odds. So they'll find out once they agree to this. Because if not, the producer's going to have to front it. But uh, so basically, the producer has gone the Maroons thirteen plus, and he is clearly just running off the back of you because the boss got no idea, and he's gone Josh Adokar anytime try scorer, That's and I'm bad. pretty sure that he asked another bloke who would score a try because the bloke's got no idea. So that's what he's gone. <laughs> William, you have gone the Maroons 13 plus and Xavier Coates anytime try scorer. Mm-hmm. I'm quite analytical. So I've gone Maroons with the line, so with plus four and a half because yeah. they're underdogs. So even if Queensland lose, yeah, close game, always close. I've gone the highest scoring half will be the second half when everyone's had the six agains mm-hmm. and all that. And both score both teams to score a minimum of ten points. Right, it's the best bet ever. I don't know if anyone's listing this show, but what I have just proven then is I'm probably the smartest man in the world. Yeah. So get on. So there we go. We're gonna have those three. Bet right at betting site. What we would also like everyone to do is to gamble responsibly. So that concludes the Origin Special. And uh, thank you once again to Greg Inglis for being such a wonderful human being and for being our friend. We miss you, mate. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Not on Facebook, because Zuckerberg said no. So we'll see you next week.
at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 